Monday. What? Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. No, I'm sick. So all of my speech is going to sound really odd and my D's are going to sound like T's. You sound fine. I do? Yeah. yeah. And is that the explanation for Rashai Monday? Yeah, well, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody got well, it. Well, whatever. Nobody, I don't think nobody we got it. Nobody even knows what Mark is even saying at the beginning of the podcast, anyways. Like, People I, ask every week, what does yeah. it mean? What does it mean? Oh, really? Constantly, yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it means welcome. It's a secret. When you, when, well, or not a anymore. Secret. It's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, whenever you walk into a store anywhere in Japan, they yell it at you. Um, I don't know if this is a, uh, a United States wide thing. Do you guys have CC's Pizza where you're from? No. No. Okay. CC's Pizza is this buffet place, uh, buffet pizza place in Tennessee. And, and well, we have them in Tennessee. Mm. And uh, whenever you walk in, everybody in the store goes, "Welcome to CC's! Welcome to CC's!" And like it's like 800 people telling you this. <laughs> uh, just imagine that in Japanese, and that's. Everywhere you go, but not terrifying. Like not, yeah, no, not, yeah. not terrifying. The way, right. Well, yeah, some places um scream at you, but yeah. Why don't you tell people what you're listening to? Oh, welcome to Eight Four Play, uh, the only podcast about games in Japan that's any good. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the best you could do to try to mimic whatever Mark says in the video? Yeah, <laughs> that's not true. Well, maybe it is. Yeah. Um. Uh. Today, uh, I've got the. Actually, uh, sans Mark. Mark is actually back in the country, but he's sick. So, well, he's Deathly also Ill. sick. Yeah. yeah. This was going to be a big, like, extravaganza, like, Gaming Jesus has returned, mm. sort of like a 8-4 play Easter. But uh, <laughs> he's actually really sick. Yeah. Yeah, really? And he yeah. just flew in, like, an hour ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I bet, like, Elvis or some other, like, Jesus-like figures in the music industry could put on a kick-ass concert after getting off the plane except surely jesus and elvis and everyone else are dead well we don't want mark to die <laughs> no we don't <laughs> anyway anyway we decided that hiroko's actually sick too jj is actually sick too right. but we just decided it would be better to uh we we haven't missed a podcast yet so we weren't going to skip this entirely so sure we're going to do a short one yeah and we're going to just share our germs with everybody yeah so probably Tomorrow, you guys are going to be in the same boat as us, which is and great. And Hiroko will actually be have a chance to talk because, as everybody yeah, knows, because Mark Mark's is not on the here. Show. <laughs> right. right. So this will be the Hiroko Talks podcast. Uh, we're going to talk mostly about games that we played. We're going to talk a little bit more about Journey that now me and Hiroko have mm-hmm. played through it. Oh, you guys haven't played John and Brendan? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, we, no, we played. Oh, we okay. talked about it last. Sure, surely I you see. listened to the last episode, yes. uh, Hiroko, <laughs> while you were in GDC. I did. What are you of talking course. about? Right. Of course. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about some Kid Icarus. Things might get a little heated. Uh, so. I'm going to go easy on you because Mark's not here. Because if Mark was here, he would crucify you. So well, I, I, you know, actually, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but... Uh, yeah, well, I want to I want to tone down the rhetoric a little bit. Um, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so anyways, who the hell am I talking to? Oh, to my left, I got uh, Bren, <laughs> I got Bren, Brendan Pritchard. To my right. left, um, I'm going to ignore the fact you totally intentionally butchered my name. Yeah, well, you know, that's Cap- Captain Pritchard. <laughs> Captain Pritchard. <laughs> yes, uh, I'll accept that. He's on my left in Mark's usual seat today. Uh, everybody's got a mic. Sorry, Mark. I kind of like that. I think we should just call him that from now on. Captain Pritchard. Yeah, Captain <laughs> Pritchard is great. Make it so. Uh, and then I got uh, John Ricciardi. I don't know. I'm, Jesus Christ, JJ. Come on. <laughs> Give these people something worthwhile. I, I didn't think I was going to host today. I thought this was all going to be Mark, so I didn't have anything prepared. Uh, John John Ricciardi, uh, gaming, uh, gaming Joey. I don't know. Hi, guys. <laughs> 
Uh, and, save us. and then Hiroko Midamoto. What? Because of your sick, nasally, I can't say my last name voice. We okay. did this before. Yeah, Hiroko Minamoto. Right. Is that what you wanted from yeah. me? Freshly, <laughs> freshly back from GDC. Woo, yes. Welcome back. Tadaima. And GDC, um, why don't you tell our listeners what you guys were doing there? We, we told them a little bit about it last time, mm. I think, mm. but you guys were busy as hell. Yeah, super busy. So um, up to last year, we've been booking um, Japanese speakers for GDC for maybe like five years or so. Right. But um, this year, uh, we did that. And also on top of that, we interpreted the um, like 13 of the speeches um, that was made there. So um, six of them maybe were um, in Japanese into English, and then seven of them were in from English to Japanese. And that's something that, you know, for people who, obviously, I, I think if you're not in the industry, you've probably never been to GDC. It's, mm. it's a very industry, I guess, exclusive event. But It's also um, really expensive. It is really expensive, yeah. yeah. But um, GDC, you know, for years, um, they've had Japanese speakers there, but, you know, there's sort of been a trend where, like, if it's not Nintendo, uh, you know, doing their speech, then you basically could barely understand it yeah. because the yeah, interpreting the just wasn't. The reason why um, you were able to understand Nintendo's speeches is because Nintendo ha- had their own interpreters there and they practiced their interpretation mm. to make it perfect. Yeah, they had a really good, you know, preparation for their stuff. Right. And I remember, the, I haven't been to GDC in a few years, but the last time I was there, uh, I remember going to uh, Iga, uh, the Castlevania producer Iga's speech. And I just, I, you know, fortunately, I, I could understand a bit of the Japanese, but if I didn't, I would have been totally lost. It was, it was, yeah. It was yeah. tough. So, you know, it's it's very difficult to do a simultaneous interpretation. Yeah. So, and it's almost impossible to do a perfect one. So yeah. we took a different angle um, and we did a lot of prep work, not as much as Nintendo does, but sure. um, pr- pretty close to, you know, what they do. And so um, I think we were able to um, deliver a good interpretation yeah, it seems like people I talked to who went, you know, had said it, w- it went well and it was definitely a, an improvement over previous yeah. years. And it was our first time. So, you know, I think I'm sure we'll be improving in the future if we yeah, get we the should opportunity be improving. to do it again. Yeah, it was, it, was really, it was really tough, but um, very satisfying. To Does, do, uh, do the guys at GDC release these speeches at, at some point? Yeah, yeah, it's on their website now. But whoever that bought their passes are able yeah. to access the um, speeches now. Now, and then I guess regular Joes can see them like in six months or something like that. I'm not sure. I feel like that was I how they did it a few years ago, but really? I don't know. But um, no. So with these these um, speeches will be on the, up on their sites for a year. But um, the as far as I know, I think it's only the people who bought the oh, tickets. Well, if you didn't buy the tickets, sorry, you don't get to hear Hiroko's sultry voice <laughs> translating uh, well, from yeah, Japanese I, to English. I didn't do Hiroko's the not the interpreter. Oh, really? Yeah, I was the. I, well, I was managing everything. I so that's cool. Well, so you get to hear her sultry voice now. <laughs> tell, tell us more about GDC. What'd you do? What can yeah, you did say you guys that get, you did? Did you guys get to do anything besides go, you know, work on these sessions? Did you get to go see anybody else's, you know, speeches and stuff? Sadly, or? no. I only, well, I checked out one speech, which was the Nintendo one. Oh, the, um, uh, the Super Mario 3D Land one? Yeah, that was a really good one. Nice. That was where he was talking a lot about the, um, the, the earthquake, right? Like, uh, I, yeah, he did talk about the mm. earthquake, and also well, he started his speech in English. Really? Oh, yeah, really? and was pretty good. Really? Yeah, but then when stuff got um, complicated, he switched to Japanese. And that's that's kind of what Miyamoto does too. But Miyamoto's like, "Hi, I'm Miyamoto, 
and then I'm gonna speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> it's like three words. Or <laughs> yeah. So yeah, apparently, well, that that was the only um, speech that I was able to attend um, outside of the stuff that we did. But yeah, it was really interesting. Well, that's cool. cool. And there's the usual assortment of of parties and just kind of general schmoozing. You guys right. got to see lots of people, hang out yeah. with all of our our old friends like uh, Shane and those guys. Mm-hmm. Which famous game designer was the drunkest the at GDC? Drunkest. <laughs> uh, there's no pictures of Hideo Kojima like staggering <laughs> next to a fan this year. Right. I don't think. Actually, that's a very difficult question because um, because of all the hard work we did during the day, we didn't get to party as usual. Oh, I see. But um, I met a bunch of uh, Japanese creators at the Sony party, but none of them were like ridiculously. Well, never mind how drunk they were. Yeah, but I mean, it's good. So you Wait guys got to see a lot. I really of wanted know. to know how drunk they were. I'm just kidding. Let's okay. keep going. <laughs> Yeah, so well, um, I ran into um, Inafune-san. Um, from and you concept. guys did one. You guys yeah, did his did. speech too, yeah, right? Yeah, and it turned out really good. And I think it made a lot of um, noise. A, a lot of people were talking about his speech. The yes. industry loves to talk whenever Inaf- <laughs> whenever when Inafune speaks, everybody listens. In fact, we talked about it. That's yes. right, we oh, talked about it, as you know, because you listened to the show. Right, yeah. of course. Remember that part? Yeah, that was, yes. that was great. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. <laughs> so you're just reminding us. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. right around the beginning, right? Sure, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, whenever Inafune speaks, a lot of people listen. He uh, also, what was the other thing with him this week? He, um, oh, he had a he wanted to about become the uh, the god, the, god the, of social the Miyamoto of social gaming, aka the god of, of social, social gaming. gaming. Yes, which never, is like never one to mince words. That Inafune, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, uh, the world's tallest midget. Come on. What if, you, are you are you taking a dig at social games? Yeah, I see. Yeah, well, Inafune is you know he's a guy who's been around and done a lot of cool stuff. So I, I I'm still I mean I think it's you know it's very it's very wait and see. We're gonna find out if he really was you know the guy we all thought he was at Capcom or if it was just who he was surrounded with. We'll find out soon enough. Right. I think. Yeah, so. but I think it's great that you know he stands up and says says these kind of this kind of stuff because mm. you know. Not a lot of people have the guts to do that, especially in Japan. So um, I respect him for, uh, you know, like putting out his opinion the way he does. Yeah, do you Absolutely. ever do you ever talk to other like got pe- creators in the Japanese industry? Do they, you know, is, is there like a general vibe about Inafune? Is it sort of like do people sort of dismiss him, or do people hear kind of like what's what's the vibe? Um, actually, I haven't. Sp- spoke to that many Japanese creators after like he made the speech. So. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they think. Because, you know, they're kind of, he's outspoken, but a mm-hmm. lot of people here aren't. They're kind of the opposite. They're usually mm-hmm. pretty quiet. So I right. kind of wonder if people are like secretly admiring him or. or well, yeah, I think there's yeah. a lot of people who just don't talk out of, because, you know, their job security is in, right. in jeopardy. Right, it could be right. dangerous too. Uh huh. So, well, I think, you know, well, this is just my assumption, but um, I bet, well, a lot of people heard what he said, right? And yeah. um, I think a lot of people are, might, be trying to like ignore or just um, pretend that that didn't happen, but I think it did hit you know people's like it hit a spot and people a lot of people are probably like um, secretly agreeing to what he said. Right, and then of course there was the whole we talked about the whole the Phil Fish controversy last week a bit too, but or last mm-hmm. episode. But I mean that people are talking about that here as well. So mm-hmm. right, you know, regardless of whether what was said you know should have been said or not, the fact that it's got people talking is never a bad thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Mm. Well, let's hope they continue to talk. Because yes. <laughs> it doesn't really get us anywhere if everybody's like, you know, during GDC, everybody's like, well, let's improve and do this and do that. And then the week after, they're like, 
slug away at my desk. Yes. Computer, <laughs> right, the same computer. old grind. Well, the other day we went to... Um, I can already tell this podcast is going to be very freeform, but I, yeah. I kind of like it that way, so yeah. I hope that's okay. Sure. But, um, <laughs> we're just having a conversation here. Don't mind the kids parading <laughs> in, the <hallway. laughs> in the hallway. We should invite them in sometime. Yeah. <laughs> that would be they're cool. They're so loud. Yeah, please um, have a dinner together. Yeah, they slam the door like it's like like they're angry or something. Like, <laughs> and like they're like 350 dude, pounds and 10 Dude, when you were a kid and like our, the doors in this building are heavy. <laughs> On the heavier side, let's just put it that way. If I was a kid who was like seven years old and there was this heavy door, I would slam the shit out of but it. But don't didn't your parents tell you don't slam the door? Yeah, that's what's missing. That, but here. that doesn't mean that's I didn't why want to you slam want to do it even more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think that's enough of those. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. Anyway, slam what the I was door getting to is uh, what was it? The other day, it was a couple days ago. Tuesday was a holiday here in Japan, and uh, Hiroko and I uh, went to um, Sony had an event. Mm. Should we call the World Game Project Fest? Volume two, Fest is short for festival. It's sort of a Japanese right. thing, but um, World Game Project is this thing where on the Japanese PSN they have like um, they highlight Western games, which is great. I mean, because Western games need as much you know attention as they can get out here. I think, and uh, and 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 funnily enough, they have like a mascot character who is actually Brad, who's been on the show before. <laughs> we're not supposed to know that. Oh, we're not. Well, it's pretty obvious yeah. that's exactly him. Yeah. It's got his. It's basically if you go on Japanese PSN and you see like a kind of a silhouette of a white dude, it's it's him. Yeah, <laughs> and um. So they have this sort of festival where they show off, um, it's not only Western games, but it's sort of games that, they call it world game, because it's like games that would appeal to both Westerners and Japanese, mm, or right. maybe they're made in Japan, but they're designed for, you know, the West, whatever. Right. And um, there were two things that were really cool about that. So one was uh, we got to play Pixel Junk 4AM. Mm. Um, I'm really curious about that game. Like, I just don't understand what the hell it is. Not in, like, a bad way. Like, sure. I just am, like... I didn't either until... And, and I still kind of... I mean, I understand it, but it's not It's not an easy game to to explain. Um, You're, like, mm-hmm. grabbing notes out of thin air and then throwing them at the yeah, TV or something like that? I can that? explain a little bit, but I'm probably going to do a bad job of this. But um, basically... Uh, I had Bion himself, who was actually, you know, one of the main um, creative forces behind this, um, mm. gave me and... Uh, friend of the show James uh, Milky uh, a, a, a kind of a run through a little playthrough and um it's it's kind of like this DJ mixer visualizer thing where you hold the move controller um you have like four different kinds of sound i forget it's like bass um maybe treble and like two other things uh, you can already see how much i know about right, DJ right. Right. Mimic it if you but basically to. you hold the, the move thing off the off screen and it rumbles yeah and it, it, the four quadrants of the screen equal different types of sound and you hold right. it off the screen while it rumbles and then you push the button and you pull it on mm-hmm. and it initiates like sound and sound starts going it's, does does where you hold the uh move controller like when you're waiting for a sound to come or whatever does it change the does the sound change depending on yes, what you're holding it because there's the four quadrants so it's, you've got right. four corners and then each of those four corners you can be depending on which button you press you're activating a different type of sound so you essentially have like 16 different types of sound you could be I bringing see. in right. um that's like the the base of it and so you're kind of you know bringing in you know bits you know you're slowly. making music basically. You're, you're kind of it's like djing kind of and okay. um but then there's a bunch of other stuff you can do too like different motions you can do you can um record a loop and then have that playing in the background while you're mm-hmm. doing other stuff or you can be like moving the controller around and making these different sounds that come in and out and stuff um it's definitely confusing. Like, if it took me a little while to understand, and but I, Bion was saying that they're going to have plenty of tutorial stuff in it, and it'll, you know, that's something really players. important. Yeah. It sounds like a party game sort of thing where, uh, well, I don't want to call it a game, but it's like something that would be good at like a house party, or right. apparently you're going to be able to like, um, play, like perform over PSN too, and people can like watch you or something like that too. That's so, cool. 
but mm-hmm. it looked great and it sounded awesome. Like the and, music is so good. Right. So and also you could look really cool when you're playing that game. Like because of the you've got your like colored <laughs> move controller. Yeah. Yeah, you like, you like look like you're like doing all this like fancy DJ uh-huh, stuff with your yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, you know what he was explain what he was telling me is that you know it's a game that you could use to you know you could create music or you could do DJ so easily mm. because it's usually like super complicated to be mm. able to do those kind of stuff. But you know this game makes it easy for you to um, um, do. Well, do that kind of stuff in a cool way. Like yeah. you just pick it up, and then you're able to make music right right at the spot. So. Is there any sort of like game aspect to it, or is, is it, it just like a yeah, DJ? what sort of props do you get? Uh, there was nothing. Nothing that I saw was game. Uh, there, there was. I did see over on the side of the screen there was this like kudos thing, which I don't. They didn't explain it at the event, so I'm not actually sure how it works. But um, you know, I, I guess there is some way to get some kind of. A progress tracker or something. I'm not really right. sure. Maybe I also saw like a, links to like Facebook and Twitter up in the corner too. So I don't know if you can like. There's some social aspect mm. to it that is not really clear. But okay. that might be connected to being able to show your music or play your music to other people. Like like mm-hmm. you said over PlayStation Network. Maybe they'll connect that to Facebook right. or something like. That. I really love that kind of music. I mean, it's electronic music. It's like house music. It sounds right. really really good. And um, he was explaining in Japanese a bit too about the name of the why they call it 4 a.m. Which was you know interesting too about like he's a club DJ, but apparently like in Osaka. You can't do Kyoto. is a Kyoto a Kyoto. He's a Kyoto guy. Well, right. Well, Kansai basically though over there, like they they have this some rule in place or something where they can't DJ late into the night anymore. You can't yeah, you that, can't dance, is it? Uh, <laughs> you can't like it sounds like yeah, you dance. You can play music, like <laughs> no, you can't. It's like you can't dance after two a.m. Once you start moving, the cops are coming. Yeah, that's right, exactly. That's <laughs> There's some crazy restriction, no, no, but yeah, they, it, the restrictions changed, and um, the restrictions in Kansai, well, Osaka and Kyoto area, got really strict. Mm. That um, you know, I think generally you're not sub- mm, well. There's limitations to um, the time of uh, you could be clubbing right right but but um like in kyoto and osaka it got really strict so um people actually come after you if um you're open that late yeah i guess it's actively hurt the club scene and you know he was saying how like 4 a.m is like that perfect time for a dj like in the middle of the night where it's not quite night anymore but it's also not quite morning it's like that right middle ground or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's where they went with the name i love the name i think the name is awesome yeah but the, he can't play at 4 a.m. anymore. I know. Yeah. Well, maybe he can come to Tokyo and play. But yes. Were there any other games there that you could... Yes. So that was the one cool thing. And the second cool thing was, uh, and this was a surprise to me, um, was, uh, so Suda, uh, Goichi Suda of Grasshopper Manufacturer, w- had a talk event uh, mm-hmm. with, actually with our friend Brad, who was actually the host, which was in Japanese. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came to talk about Lollipop Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and I admit, I wasn't that, interested in that game before because i mean not it's not like i wasn't interested in it but it was just sort of there you know it was like not really a game that i was like right it's another suda game it's got zombies it's you know right it kind of feels like you've seen this kind of game before 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 you before you get to know it right right then they um you know they did a demo of it this is the first time it was ever um demoed in japan they actually Mm -hmm. demoed the u.s version because this was the world event right uh Mm -hmm. They played a couple levels with the director of the game, and it is hilarious. It is so funny. Like, yeah. the writing, they got this Hollywood guy, James Gunn, James who Gunn. some of you probably heard of. Um, to be honest, I hadn't. But um, uh, he, wrote the, he wrote the dialogue. I guess they, you know, they, Brad asked him the question, what do they do? Suda wrote the, I guess they wrote the script in Japan and then translated it, but then they gave it to him and had him sort of, like, redo it with his own flavor or whatever. Um, and, um... Well, I, no, I think... 
they just gave him the concept and he just wrote the well okay well something like that yeah. anyway this anyway. James Gunn James guy Gunn basically the took, stuff you hear in the game is it's hilarious like yeah. it's really really funny to the point right. where like even if the game the game actually looks kind of fun in a sort of it looks like a what I would call like a cheap action game. Like it's not especially deep or anything, but it's like it's it's, it's very colorful and very like action fast paced and action packed. Right. There's something to be said for that though. No. There is, but that alone is not enough to interest me. I see. But right. the humor element of it has made this like a day one purchase for me now because it is. I was literally I was laughing out loud like yeah, several yeah. times Everybody during the event. Laughing. It's really really funny. And there's mm-hmm. and it's really foul too. There's like f bombs everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. You know the basic concept is that her boyfriend was uh, about to become turned into a zombie. And so to save him, she cut his head off before it got to his brain or whatever. Right. And she carries him around on yeah. her on her hip. Um, it's right. really funny. And the main characters, this like cheerleader kind of like, well, it's kind of airhead, ditzy, hot, yes. you know, cheerleader basically. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I was really surprised and impressed with that. And the whole reason I got to talking about this in the first place was that Suda yeah. was talking about, they were asking him a lot of questions about Western games and stuff. And he was talking a lot about how like, you know, he doesn't really view there to be much of a difference between, um, you know, Japanese creators and, and overseas creators, like the way, like, you know, people are always asking like, you know, mm-hmm. what's the pro- the difference between Japan and the West? And he was kind of making an argument for, you know, good, good games are kind of universal and mm-hmm. not really there isn't really such a border or a boundary that, you know, like people think. And yeah, I actually definitely like make that the argument. Games that you think you think that are Western games. Um, there are some games that were actually um, developed in different countries. Mm. So like, you know, this game too, um, Lollipop Chainsaw. It seems like some people out there don't even know that it was um, developed in Japan. Japan, so, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably not so much that Japanese. Well, okay, Japanese developers have kind of fallen out of touch at some point, but I think it's just more like tastes have changed. So things that used to be world, you know, a worldwide hit, just don't do it anymore. Maybe, yeah. I and mean, you know, after our last episode, some I know some people were um, commenting about you know how well our comments about Japan games and and everything, and and you know how. Western games are just as far behind as Japan games and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I mean, I think, yeah, I think in, some ways, in some ways they there's, are. There's arguments yeah. to be had on both sides of the fence. But, I mean, I, I really respect what Suda was saying. And I kind of agree with him in a sense, you know, especially after games like Dark Souls and stuff where I feel right. like, or Kid Icarus, which we've been playing a bunch right now, yeah. which is yes. a great game. It's like, you know, Japan still can make very good games. It's not like, you know, they're just like the, the forgotten, you know, country right. or whatever. And there are things that technology-wise uh, technology that Japan can still do that America is still way far behind. Like, I don't think, having seen what I have of Dragon's Dogma, that any Western company can go and make out an action title with the kind of action you that see. combat, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're unparalleled when it comes to, right. like, that kind of action for sure. Mm. I still but, think the music in J- Japanese games is usually much better, too. Yeah, 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 I agree. So, anyway, since you mentioned Kid Icarus, yes. let's talk about Kid Icarus. <laughs> okay, Kid Icarus, which we got, like, what did we, we got it, like, four, four days, days early. Four days yes. <laughs> We got it on Monday, it comes out today, well, Thursday in Japan, and right. tomorrow Far for everybody America. else. Um, we've had it for a while, John, you've played it for ten minutes, uh, Ben and I. <laughs> I played about, I played about two hours. Okay, that's not You're true. Still I'm, I'm, at like 10, I'm at like ten percent. <laughs> because, really? I, yeah. I just uh, exchanged cards with you this morning, and you were at three percent. No, no, oh. I'm at ten percent. Really? Yeah. Were you working okay. today? Were you just in the bathroom? Playing <laughs> no, I, I didn't play any. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, I so finished the third stage. I'm on the stage four now. 
Okay, okay, I'm on stage five, and so Brendan, am I. Oh, you're okay. well. I pa- we just we just both cleared okay. stage five. And just so you guys know, we won't spoil anything. No, right. we will say nothing. So, right. So let's start with all the things that are lovely and nice about the game. Um, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. It's very very good looking. The yes. 3D is really cool. Um, the music is fucking amazing. Fantastic, dude. The stage five music. Sta- everything. That is good in the world happens in, in stage, stage five. five. <laughs> it all happens in stage five. Like <laughs> this is be- when the game gets go. I mean, the game has been good up until this point, but when you hit stage five, it's like, oh, it's on. Yeah, this is when they hit their stride. It is like maybe one of my favorite stages in gaming. Like in gaming, wow, it's just, brilliant. It's just it is so brilliant. Good. Stage. All right, all right, don't oversell Anyways, it. I don't want to oversell, but um. The script is hilarious. In Japanese, anyways. Uh, me and Brenda are playing in Japanese. John, you're playing in English. Right. I, I bought the Japanese copy, and then I happened to get an uh, English yeah, copy from the our same friends day. at Nintendo. Right. Yeah, which is which is cool. I, I, I got to support that game. Right. Anyway, you have so. both consoles, so uh, the Japanese right. and the English ones. Right. So I decided really to play it in English since you guys are playing in Japanese, and since I don't want to take Monster Hunter out of my 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That's, that's right. another good reason. Uh, but so how, what, what do you think about the, uh, well, the English script? No, no, this, it's the same thing. The script right. is actually really good. It's really funny. Um, I mean, every now and then there's some weirdness, you know, which it just comes from when something gets localized into another language, sure. right? It was, right. It, this game originated in Japanese. So of course that's going to be, you know, the most natural experience, but it's really funny. I, I'm a Kid Icarus player forever. Like, I mean, I, I, I owned it when it first came out way back in the day, played through it back in the day. Like I was always a big fan of that game. Um, I also have the second one on Game Boy. And, um, you know, I never pictured Pitt to be like a sarcastic wise ass or, or <laughs> Palutena pa- pa- as they call her now. Um, um, she's, she, just as, she's just as much no, a wise she ass. Is. And her voice actor in English is great. She's really? the star of the show so far. Her, 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 she's perfect. Like she's just, she hits, she nails almost every line perfectly and she's really funny. And it's pretty much the same in Japanese too. Yeah. She is like, I feel like she's the main character. Yes, right, right. She's hilarious. Steals the show, and Pitt tends to just sort of he he play he almost plays the straight man to right. the fact that she's just nuts. Right, right. <laughs> and I I feel like in the next Smash Brothers, if she's not a playable character, I think people are going to run. Oh yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, the script is really funny. That's something that no one. Well, I I don't. I, I think it's safe to say very few people were expecting the script to be any part of this game. Right. But, like, they're constantly talking they talk the entire game basically you're yeah. going through the stage and they're the two of them are like talking to each other and like either sharing info or making jokes or sometimes, even like flirting sometimes <laughs> they're talking to the boss yeah the boss tends yeah. to pop in in the middle of the stage and be like hey guys what's up and then they chat for a while <laughs> and the writing on that has been really good so far too i right. mean the bosses are the last boss i fought which i won't spoil it but it was hilarious it's like you know basically had like different voices and stuff which is yeah. really funny <laughs> but uh so yeah like there's so many good things about the game the online so far has been like it, it took what was in Super Smash Brothers Brawl, like the whole waiting in the lobby before a game and all this stuff, and it just made everything better. Like uh, it has been pretty much effortless to get on to any sort of multiplayer game. It's got bots, so you're never like even if nobody's playing online, you can still play online with computer players who are challenging. Um, I yeah, have. I'm not able to win consistently against them yet. Yeah, when we were playing, JJ and I played together against some bots, and I didn't know they were bots until afterward. JJ told me, right. told me they were because the AI was just that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, there's only there's only two modes, which is kind of a bummer. It's, I mean, I wish there were more. One of I, them is free for all, right? Free for all, which is just like your standard death match. I forget the English name of the other one. It's I think it's light and dark. Oh yeah, light yeah, dark. which is like a, a a team based um, death match where uh, you you. You're pitted three versus three. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. You like that. 
uh, and then you, then you, uh, each team has its own life bar. And as your teammates get uh, defeated, they, they, they respond on all that. But every time they get defeated, that life bar depletes until it's completely empty. And then the last person to, uh, to die, um, gets respawned as a, Pit or a dark pit, as, a, as the angel, so to speak. The in, angel, in, yeah. The Japanese name of the name of the of the mode is like Angel Advent or something like that, because it's the angel, right? And then uh, if that angel dies, your team loses, right? Because, so like, oh, go ahead. So like, basically, it's you know a free for all until that angel comes out and then just everybody bum rushes the angel and you're just going to have to fight them off or die. Right. Is this the one where your weapon affects your health? Correct. What, right. Cause I think that's a really cool feature. The fact that like your weapon, if you can use a stronger weapon, but then the damage you take to your team is going to be bigger. So it's kind of like the risk reward thing. Like, right. If you're sure you're going to go out and pummel everyone, you could bring a really badass weapon. But if you're not sure, you know, you could be putting your whole team at risk because exactly. you're going to take more damage when you get hit. And I believe it's the same thing in free for all. Like if you come in with a strong weapon, it's going to take a little bit more effort on your part to actually win because it's not based off uh, how many times you die or you win. It's based off a point value that right. uh, is revealed at the end of the match. And um, yeah, like I, I, I come in with a fairly powerful weapon and uh, I still am not very good at <laughs> the game, yeah. but uh, I've been able to win from <laughs> time to time. Yeah, and it, it's important to note that it's it's very good that they do this because the more you play the game, the more of these, the more powerful weapons you get, right. and the more powerful weapons you can create. So if they didn't do something like this, the that these matches would become extremely skewed very quickly. Yeah. But but now beginners who just still have you know the the weapon you start at the beginning of the game now have a fighting chance because when they die they're not going to do so much damage to their team. Right. Or right. in death matches they're not. It's they're a really going smart to get more points. way to implement like yeah. you know a kind of uh, not a handicap I guess of, of sorts you know to online. Play. Right. And we haven't mentioned this yet, but this game is like a fucking item apocalypse. <laughs> in terms oh of the amount of weapons you get. Right, there are tons and tons, tons of, of weapons. weapons. I'm still getting new weapons. I, you know, I I just don't understand how, how many weapons are in the goddamn game. If you <laughs> thought Smash Brothers, you know, was big on the sort of, like, various, like, unlockables and, mm. and what do they call them, trophies or statues or whatever and stuff like that, this game has that, like, times 50. Like, yeah. there's so Crazy much stuff to unlock. There's, right. like, this sort of... It's not really a sphere grid, but it's like kind of fun. You know what I'm talking about with the sphere grid, right? Right, the, from Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's right. got like this sort of map, like achievement map, yeah. where you unlock stuff and then on the map, it, I don't know if it's un, if it's making like a big picture or whatever. It looks like it's a, making a picture almost like the 3DS Street Pass things where right. you slowly get the panels, but you do this with achievements, basically. Right, so yeah. you, get, you, you basically... By by earning quote unquote achievements in the game, you unlock these things, and then on the grid you can see what the one next to it is, like what you have to do to get oh, that right. one. Oh, okay. So you know that kind of gives you inspiration to go off and get the next achievement or whatever. And there there's tons of them, right? And those achievements actually net you uh, hearts, which is the right. game's currency, uh, weapons, uh, idols, which are kind of like the statues from uh, Smash Brothers, right? Uh, and music actually that you can play really yes. um, I didn't notice, I didn't and stuff that like one. that yes and the idols are so the idols are kind of a I mean there's so much to talk about this game because there's so much in it like yeah. the idols I guess excuse me the main way of getting idols is from the cards right I mean would you say uh well no because there's also these eggs that you can I know, buy with coins right. but I don't like I've gotten like three eggs so far and like 50 oh, okay. cards right and there's so. also uh I don't know what they call them in English but the miracles the spells that you have in the game right which you can I, powers the powers. power you can yeah. use the powers to 
turn enemies into idols, which is another. Oh, oh interesting. That, that, nice. that's, there's there's a miracle that lets or a, a powers that lets you do that. I think that's how it works. I haven't used it myself. So there are these cards, these yes. AR cards. They're like trading oh, cards dear. that they have here. <laughs> oh, somebody wake Hiroko up. Hey, come on. We're talking here. Come on. I know we're boring <laughs> you to death. Um, <laughs> we, we we bought cards. Well, that's yeah, a funny thing. So cards. here's the deal. They, first of all, the game well, comes with a pack of 12, right? Yes. And then you can, at least in Japan, you can buy them with chocolate, which you have right. been unsuccessful. Dude, I have been looking for the past two <laughs> weeks, high and low, everywhere you could buy chocolate. That's not like Godiva or some <laughs> specialty shop. Clearly, that's where you should have gone. And you well, maybe. Yeah, you and I have Godiva. not found them anywhere. Um, they were up on Amazon, but they're like totally sold out now. And JJ like refused to buy them on Amazon. That wasn't like fair. He had yeah. to do it like the real I way. I don't want to really cheat, but we I can respect up, that. We ended up kind of cheating anyways. Well, no, no we, we didn't. We, we paid good money. We bought into the system, but basically <laughs> in Japan, you know, mag- game magazines, um, com- game magazines come out on specific release dates, kind of like music or movies or anything else. And yeah. uh, the twenty first every month is when all the Nintendo magazines come out. Coincidentally, a day before this game's release, and uh, they three different magazines came with their own sets of cards. Right. And okay. these magazines were the equivalent of about 10 or $11 US each. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And we bought all three of them. So I bought one, JJ bought one, and Brendan bought one. Right. So yeah. we could get the cards. How many cards did we... We ended yeah. up getting like over 25, uh, 30 cards. <laughs> about 30 cards from yeah. that. Which is like, well, okay, we, we made out. Like if we bought uh, 30 chocolates, that's only... Uh, <laughs> that's $30. Sure. So we, we paid. I mean, no. If you think about it in another sense, we are basically we've so far we've already paid like seventy five dollars for this game or something. Yeah. It's not a good thing, but yeah. it's, it's, it's just not fun. a good thing. But it, it tells you how much we like this game that we're willing it to does, spend more does. and more no. money. Actually, you know, Sakurai, Sakurai, the creator of this game, was tweeting about the cards mm-hmm. um, being bundled with the magazines, yeah. and after he tweeted about it, he um, uh, um, made another tweet. Um, clarifying that he's not encouraging people to buy all three magazines. <laughs> is, he, is he feeling guilty? <laughs> yeah, he was feeling guilty, but here, here you are, you guys, like, going out, like... How could we not? Yes. No, we yeah. did. I know. It's fun. I mean, to be honest, it's... Asking our intern to go, like, all over Shibuya. <laughs> what are like, interns for? I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, right. how, how long did it take for him to come back? Poor, poor it was an hour. He would, yeah, yeah an hour like looking for these three coffee. magazines. He, he, he you did know, buy coffee, and that yeah. was of his own volition. We did not ask him to do that. That hour got me, like, <laughs> okay. 2,000 hearts or you something. You guys are yeah. trying to justify this, but <laughs> I don't think it's working. No, but the cards are their cards are actually really nice. They're made out of good paper. It's uh, normal paper. The, no, it's not. There's, it's stiff. It's thick. Feel, feel. It's all right, all right. It doesn't matter, but the point, uh, God, the point that I wanted to get to by the end of this podcast. with this stuff is that... The, <laughs> Welcome you know, back, Hiroko. This is a kind of a early sign, I think, of what to expect from Wii U um, basically is this sort of it's what you see in America with Skylanders right now it's sort right, of this right. taking the game out of the game you know and, and, and adding this sort of external like real life aspect to gaming that's actually fun and interesting and you know if you told me to spend $75 on Kid Icarus, I would have laughed in your face. But then if you do it this way, I did it and I, I'm fine right, with exactly. it. It's, it's just the way to get people to spend money and get more involved and I we're going to see a lot more of this like coming, especially out of Japan. Where uh, Yeah, I like cards, and I like collecting things, and I don't feel bad like getting something physical that I can hold. Right. And they're super easy to use. You just point the AR camera at them, and boom, it, it, right, it recognizes right. the card. It's and in your game. A little model shows up. You can battle them. That doesn't do, right. actually do anything, but... Uh, yeah, it's just cool to look at and and. and so with. that's the, what I, what we started with this conversation is that's like one of the main ways to get these idols. But um, another thing you do is you get these eggs. How do you get the eggs anyway? 
Um, I'm not really sure. I, you can use game coins from, you know, when you walk around with your DS, right. you get game coins. You can, one game coin will give you one egg, but okay. I think you can I also get, get them. them. You get like in, one a day or something? I tend to get them after I've pl- I've completed a level. Right. I go back and I look and I have three more, and I don't right. know if I got them right. during the you level can get, or what you can happened. Get as, you can get as many as you want. You put the eggs in this plate, and then you just like pull it back and launch them. It's such <laughs> right. a weird right. like, thing. You just fling these eggs, and then they right. turn into idols, which is And there's cool. like a percentage uh, of how many... Uh, there's a percentage of like, you know, if you can get a new one or not, like, and at the beginning it starts at hundred, but as you get more and more idols, that percentage goes down right. and you have to use more and more eggs right. to get the, uh, it's very, it's got that very much has the Sakurai like kind of school of game right. design going on. In fact, the menus are like straight out of Mateos. They look exactly yeah, like, yeah. and you can move them around and stuff. Did you, one thing I just found out about today, but there's like this mode where you give Palutena hearts. Yeah, you and you, she does nothing. <laughs> She's just like, yeah. It even says like I think it even says in the game I forget what, but it's like this won't get you anything or something. But right. I mean, it must get you something. Well, I think it's just like it plays into her character more. Like she wants you to love her. You offer yeah. up hearts. Yeah, you probably get you'll probably get an achievement at some point. And there were some Japanese players. This was posted on uh, Hachima this morning, and uh, there were there were guys that were like, I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I mean, you know, I think. The, com- the 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 common consensus uh, that people had were there's probably something you do get we just don't know how right. much it takes right how much so, love do you have to give her right before <laughs> so she, that's well I won't continue that sentence <laughs> so those are more elements but then another big thing about this game that I think we will get to appreciate far more than people in the West is Street Pass yes um yes. you uh, you trade weapons on Street Pass which is amazing right. and like, Spot Pass you get and, uh, a weapon a day on Spot Pass. No kidding, really? Yeah. I haven't if got one yet. He, he was saying he got one today. I got one today as well. I got, yeah, we both got one from Palutena. Maybe because I have the US version and it's not out yet. Maybe they're going to start sending that's, them tomorrow that's possible. or something. But um, basically, um, with Street Pass, you you set up your... You, you take your weapon and you can turn it into a gem. And then you just basically put that gem up for like trade on Street Pass. And then when you pass right. people, you, you swap gems. And it also swaps like your basic play data, like how far right. you've gotten and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And... Then you you have the option to use hearts to kind of pay for that weapon and get it, or you can actually just convert the weapon into hearts that you get. You don't you right. don't get many hearts, but it's like it's like you have two options you can do. You can also pay to merge right. gems. Right. right, that's what I was going to get to. So once yeah. you have these gems, which you either get from other people or make yourself, you can you go to this like complicated screen where you can basically merge the gems that turn them into new weapons that you right. also don't have right like, it's like a, it's like a grid I, I don't know what kind of grid it is but like it's the kind of grid where there's like a diagonal line and down, <laughs> yeah. down the funny the thing is i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about but there's no way to put this into words that anyone's and like any it's got it. the same weapons on both sides of that right square right. and then you just match them up like a exactly. right across it's like of. you basically you find a and then you find three and then you right. link them up and there's the weapon right. that you're gonna exactly. get right. um that, that's the one complaint like my one complaint with the game is that there are lots of these grids thing like things and there are lots of these menus that aren't really explained in game you have to look at them in the manual jj shaking his head dude <laughs> like i looked at it and knew immediately what was going on here i was like okay so if i hit that i get the weapon i know i this is the the kind of thing where I kind of want a couple lines of I do tutorial not. text telling me what to do, or else I don't feel confident in going and using that section well, of the game. There, that's also what manuals are for. I don't want that up in my face. I don't want to <laughs> have to open up the, the manual if I don't have to. I want to out be told face. in the game, and if you don't want to see that stuff, you can turn them off using settings or whatever you want to do. Nah. I want to be told. Nah. Something, so, I'm sorry, one other thing right. I can appreciate, or yeah. maybe some listeners of ours, especially those here in Japan, is this game is extremely international in the sense that 
we can street pass with each other. I'm playing the U.S. version, you're playing the Japanese version. We can play multiplayer together. And I can even scan Japanese cards on my U.S. game and and vice versa, and they'll work, which is Yeah, they don't give you anything special, of course. You're not going to get, like, the Japanese version of the tempera. No, that's right. It it functions the same way as if you had scanned the English. Right, but it's it's just super nice that... I know Pokemon does this as well, but it's just super nice that... It's too bad that the system itself isn't region-free, but it's super nice that they're thinking about this in a sort of global sense instead of... Just one region or whatever. Right. So uh, one last thing before we get to the controls. <laughs> uh, have any like there? Have you have any? Have any of you guys played a stage on the hardest setting? No. I, I, I saw that you get like there are certain achievements for like finishing a stage on yeah. like level nine intensity. We haven't even talked about intensity. Right. We should. Right. We need to talk about that. So, so intensity is this uh, con- like their version of difficulty in this game. Uh, you spend hearts. And you up the difficulty. You bet hearts, basically. You're betting right. them. You're betting them. And uh, the more you bet, the harder it gets. And then, of course, the more hearts you get back. Right. Um, and I have to mention that when as you raise the intensity level, there's a picture on the top screen which goes from, like, your angel looking really sad and lonely because there's no enemies around right. him to it com- when you reach the top level it's thousands of enemies on the screen Full and your of treasure boxes looks, treasure and chests, your angel and looks like a god <laughs> yeah it's i actually did play it on the hardest setting this morning you and must was, have got destroyed I, I lasted five seconds yeah it's yeah. super hard because i even my, my first time playing i moved it up one notch to intensity three you start off default intensity two right right and even that like my first time playing that was hard then i got used to it and it was okay but like i was like okay i'm gonna try four or whatever it just gets really hard really fast yeah i can i can average like four or five but this to me is another i'm sorry brendan this to me is another example of this is a perfect example of how i don't think there's anything to be you can't like blame japanese design here or anything this is actually ahead of the curve thinking this is like this game is so customizable to the player and it's just so brilliantly designed to like make it you know accessible for anybody like you you can basically like tune right. the the difficulty of, of like what is it up is it up to nine it's nine is the and, and you go by like point increments it's right. like 2.53 3.54 right. all the way up super awesome way to set a difficulty yeah. Yeah. and Just, and it is really hard yeah the, the <laughs> game is not easy what, what i was gonna say is the game actually suggests what your ideal difficulty level should be after based on what you've done so far right uh, it changes it, it nice. actually changes which is really nice that the game does that for you but even i was i set it at level four i think it was and stage four was really really hard yeah like i was very close to dying most of the time i've done i've survived five but this game is not easy. If you think this is, you know, it, it's, you know, nice and fanciful art, it's pretty, it's cute, it's not easy. Well, you right. can, it's, it's up to you, though. You right. can make it easy if you want, if which you is want the to. nice thing. It's funny it. because I went, I went back to the first stage on the level uh, or 5.0 difficulty rating, and I was like, okay, let's see how, you know, hard this gets. And I, and I actually went through it so fast that I got an achievement. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, let's try it at nine. And like, I die so quickly. So it's, it's kind of like an earthquake. Like, you know, the level of magnitude as it goes up, it's like times one exponential. Yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. one, there's one other thing, the one other benefit to raising the difficulty level is that in, once you get to, the game is divided into two sections, um, aerial stages where you're, it's literally just a regular shooting game, more or less. Like and Panzer then, Dragoon or right. Sin and Punishment. And then. Space Harrier. And yeah. then there's ground, and then there's the ground-based levels, which we're going to talk about the controls later. But in the ground-based levels, there are these gates that are locked to people whose dif- uh, whose intensity level is too low. Oh, is that what that is? Intensity? I wasn't yeah. sure right. what that was. Okay. Yeah. So in the first, for example, in the first level, there's a gate that's I believe locked at five. So yeah. when you first 
played the game, you're probably not going to be able to get through that gate because you're going to start see. at two. Actually, you can't set your intensity level the first time you through can't. the first stage. Oh, I didn't know that. So you can't actually. So there's no way for you to get through that gate. But if you set an intensity level five and go back and played it like I did, you'll be able to go into this extra area where there's some really tough enemies waiting for you and some very, very nice items waiting yeah, for you. Cool. Usually those places link to like secret weapons. Exactly. Like that. So let's talk about... Th- oh, sorry. I was going to ask Hiroko, are you, are you interested in this game at all or... Or... Yeah, it sounds very interesting. <laughs> I can't wait to play. You don't have to be sarcastic. I, seriously, are you planning <laughs> no, to play no. it or not really? I don't know. Maybe I will. I know you follow Sakurai's tweets. Yes, I do. So you should be interested to play his yes. game, right? Yeah. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not being sarcastic. I do want to um, play it. I want to try. Give it mm. a tr- shot. Well, you might not want to after, after hearing the next conversation. <laughs> which is, let's just keep this civil because... I, I, I want to. I want to. So let's... Uh, we disagree. We... I think everyone here agrees that the flying controls are easy to understand and fine as they are. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm not limiting it to the ground controls. I'm lim- I, I'm, oh, really? Yeah. Really? I mean, I'm not saying that the, the flying controls are bad. I'm not saying any of the controls are bad, but they're also not as good as they could be. Okay. And I, I, you know, this is a problem that I had the very first time I played the game, which was a long time ago. When did we play it? Like two years ago? Way a year and a half back ago? in the day. When, so, I think yeah. the before 3DS time, came out. The, for, the first public uh, showing of the 3DS right. in Japan was, had it. And the controls haven't really changed since then. I mean, maybe there's some slight, you know, nuances. I don't know. But for mm. the most part, my complaints then are the same as my complaints now, which is I feel like the... Um, I didn't mean to get the first word in either, but it's just no, like no. Actually, I'm, like, I'm, I, I want you to. I I feel like the um they're forcing like DS controls on you. Like you you basically mm. you know you aim with the stick. The what do you call it? The, the stylus. stylus. Right. You um, can aim with a stick. Well, you don't that's have the to. that's the the uh, control scheme they prefer you to right, have. Yes. Basically, it's the best of the available ones. I mean, the other ones are like use the buttons. Right. Which is no, I don't want to. I don't want to move with the buttons. Yeah. And then I actually, uh, well, I, I move with the buttons because I'm left-handed, and I think it might actually be better. Wait, so do you aim with the left stick? I I you aim, still aim with. No, the, you're still aiming with the stylus, aren't I you? I aim with the stylus. Oh. I try. I tried it with the stick. And it's just too slow. Like I would the the one time that Brendan got Wait, you first can actually place aim with the left stick. Yeah. See, that's not fair. Why can't we aim with the right stick? They don't give you that option if you use a Franken stick <laughs> because it's not good. I but I think it could be good. Like, there's no reason. You we were having this argument yesterday, right. JJ and I, that uh, he his argument was, and of course, correct me if I'm wrong, but sure. you were saying that the sensitivity basically is not fast enough. It's not. Which man. to me is like, well, it should be. There's no, it's not like the 3DS can't handle it. There's well, no reason why let they me can't give you a set few, the let sensitivity me, Let me up. give you a few, a few examples here. Um, right. Doom, Doom 3, Unreal Tournament, these games uh-huh. were never big on consoles. Right. And it wasn't because that they're not good games, because Unreal Tournament was a huge competitive game, and so is, and even to this day, Doom 3 is. And and like games like uh, 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 Painkiller and stuff like that. These are like super fast, twitchy uh, FPS games. Mm-hmm. And really, you can only play them with a mouse because only a mouse has the kind of speed that would, you know, be good enough for playing. Why, these why games. does a, only a mouse have the speed? Why can't because, a, a right? They, they could set the sensitivity well, on the right stick it, to be. Why do you think Halo was as big as it was? Because. Well, yeah, because they got the controls right on a console, but the reason that they got the controls right was because they slowed everything down. I don't necessarily, I don't buy that. I mean, I don't think there's any reason why they can't get the controls just as fast using a controller. I just, I mean, I, 
to if, me, it's an unwieldy. Could, it's, an, it's an un. I, you say that, but that well, that's the one thing that I think I'm not really sure about. Because like, I don't. I feel like this is one of those cases where they stubbornly, you know, decided to <laughs> we're gonna. Uh, utilize the system for its features, you know, it's uh, right. the, the touchscreen or whatever, rather than make an optimal play experience. And like mm. to me, if you're gonna su- if you're gonna support the Frankenstick, which they do um, seamlessly too, it doesn't bring up any weird messages or anything. You just plug it in and it works. Oh, that's nice. It's like, why would you not let there be an option to to change the right stick into the the aiming cursor? Because I don't even want to pull the 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 stylus out. I would much rather just play like a controller. Right. And that's my big beef with the controls. And I don't, I mean, I haven't really seen many reviews yet, but I have a feeling I'm not going to be alone. Well, yeah, a lot of people have like, I mean, ranging from, well, they're difficult to, uh, what's his name? The guy at Destructoid that nobody likes, um, gave it like a five and said like the game is unplayable. Really? Because of the controls? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I can understand that. I, you know, I don't, I like, okay, to, to. To about face though, real quick. I actually still really love the game, and I'm, yeah. I'm just disappointed that I that the controls are limiting it to, to me to you know not being as ideal as I would See, like the, to be. The, and then like I don't want to come in into this conversation saying like I've loved the controls from the get go. These these controls are definitely like controls that you have to learn. And this they, is one of the reasons why they don't let you raise the intensity level the first level because probably. you will not get used to the controls immediately. Right. And you know, I'm about two and a half hours my game clock is about two and a half hours I'm starting to really get used to the controls where I can play online and I'm not like, whoa, where'd everybody go? You know, because I can't c- turn the camera around fast enough or like my you know, my finger dexterity isn't all that there or whatever. Like I I'm starting to get there and I feel like I'm improving more and more as I play. And like maybe by the end of this, I'm going to be like, well, these controls are great. But, you know, I think if you are coming into this and especially if you're left handed like me, uh, don't give up on the controls right away because they do, you do get used to, used to them. Like you may not become a pro at them, but I think you will right. get used to and them. I, and I, yeah, and I did, I mean, I am getting used to them. I'm used, I'm getting used to the fact that you sort of, when you're on the ground, at least you sort of, you swipe the pen to sort of spin the angle and then you just tap it again to stop it, on, you know, on a dime, right. which is nice. But I, I just, to me, it's more of like a fundamental thing where it's like, well, why even make it complicated in the first place if you don't have to? So I mean, uh, I, I agree because one of the problems with I was I'm okay with the controls in for the aerial sections, but when you're on the ground, it seems to be an issue where you you have to use the stylus for double. You have to let your stylus do double duty. Use it to control the camera and to aim. So in right. so that does slow you slow your movements down because you have to quick spin because you don't know where the monsters are around you. Right. Then you get there. Then you have to point out the monster then you fire when you could maybe use i mean obviously you'd have to change the control you can use some other means to control the camera so that you could start firing immediately though you people should know that this game has like an auto i don't know what they call it but the where you're like there's an aiming assist uh, aiming assist that is pretty nice. <laughs> it's off by default too, right? Yeah. I didn't turn it on. Really? Yeah, mine, yeah. mine's okay. off and I don't I, want to turn I it turned on. It, I, I turned it, it on. You should turn no, it on. No, I'll, I'll try it because yeah, yeah that sounds... Because like it, it, it's not helping me win online any. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like I'm, you know, at an advantage. Um, what was I going to say? Did you guys play with the... Because uh, this game has shitloads of control options. Um, especially when it comes to camera control. You can set the speed... Uh, of your horizontal and vertical, uh, I didn't mess with that. I would like to because I found that the movement was too slow. By default. and there's and there's also a momentum slider that uh, when you flick your um, your stylus to like whip the camera around, right. it'll you can adjust how much it moves after you do the flick. Oh, really? And so it can helpful. just like be really short, or it could just be right. like 
360 one, one flip. Is there no way to dash in this game? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't mean like a, like a dash burst. I mean like hold the button down and run. Basically. No, no, that's what you do. That's what you do. You do the dash burst and just keep holding it. And you'll dash forward. Right. I see. Okay. But there is like a monster Because it annoys hunter. me how he like skips. Like, you know, he like, does sort of skip along. Well, that, that, <laughs> that came from his animation in Super Smash Brothers. I know, but like if you see, if you see the cutscenes, he runs like a normal person. And yeah, that's like, right. What's that going on? Where's the skipping? Why, how come no. he can run and I it's, can't? It's like a... Co- it's a right. It's but a just, just hold, hold the stick down and he'll, he'll dash. Okay. But like you were saying... Uh, what was I saying? Um, um, eventually, if you keep dashing for too long, he'll right. get tired and then he'll basically stop moving for... There's like a monster hunter sort of... Stamina element. Sort and of that's even, that's less important in the single player mode and more important in the multiplayer right. mode where you're going to be dashing a lot. Right. And if you get caught unawares and you you end up stop moving, you're going to be a sitting duck and you're mm. going to die. Right. And depending on your weapon, you can dash more or less. Um, right. And when you dash, and you like you use a more powerful attack. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, the game is super fun. I'm loving it. Yeah, we haven't talked about this g- game this intensely in a while. I don't think we're all like really right. into it. Yes. <laughs> I'm kind of glad Mark is in here because he'd be yelling at it all, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we've been keeping it rather low key. Yes. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit more about Journey. Journey! Um, Journey's the other game everybody's been playing. Right. Everybody's been playing it. Um, it's a hard really... game to talk about because you don't... You can't, it's you hard don't to define the line things. of what's a spoiler and what's not. Though You know, I mean, the experience is the... Is the the joy of that game. You know? I don't know if you can spoil it though. Uh, you, you, I can think of ways to spoil. I can spoil I moments can. that you right. Know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I kind of had a spoiler actually. Really? Well, I was. You know, I just thought. I probably just thought about it too much, but um, there was something that don't spoil Su- it. Obviously, yeah, I won't <laughs> say. It, but um, there was something that Suda said at the talk event. Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember, but like hearing that made me guessing. What's going to happen? I see. And mm, I yeah. guessed it right. But no. see, like, I, th- I think in this game, even if you hear, like, if you hear the ending or something like that, it, it won't ruin. It, it's not going to ruin the experience. It won't ruin the journey. It won't ruin it completely. But at the same right. time, there was something magical about not knowing what the what was going to happen next. Exactly. Not, yeah, I'm I glad that's... I went in not knowing what was yeah. going on. Yeah, I, that was that was my question. I, I was I wanted to ask you guys if you guys knew what was going to happen. I had no idea. I had absolutely right. no idea. Right. And I'm I glad. Mean, that I, I, I kind of could guess because of because I played Flower mm-hmm. that there was going to. I mean, well, I, I could take a guess of what would happen in the last moments of the game, um, but um, actually, you know, and I, I didn't really understand the story that much until I played it a second time. Right. So, I haven't played it a second time yet. Actually, I only played it once. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would advise playing it a second time. Yeah. So it's it's like I think that's that itself is a part of the experience right mm. not knowing if if there if something's gonna even happen right. or if, if it's right. just you know what we've seen so far i mean well what what has everybody seen like um people who haven't played the game they haven't released much media about this i don't even think i remember seeing many videos for it right. like just like screenshots of of the the, the character control like, uh-huh in the desert, yeah, yeah. Right, it's basically right. they stick to the desert for mo- for most of the trailers, which is I good see. because the desert is is not the only environment in the game, but it's that's the early environment, right? So. Yeah, and I knew nothing about anything after that, and right. we even we even got it. You know, we I was on the beta, and then we couldn't really talk about it. The beta is like a you know almost half the game, mm-hmm. and then we also you uh, Hiroko yeah, me and I Mark s- got like a hands on uh-huh. thing at E three behind E3, closed doors. So that's that's all I knew. So the desert and the character. That's all I knew. Yeah, and I didn't know if there's going to be a story to it or if this if I'm like heading to do something good or something bad or mm. like I I just 
like while I was playing the game, I was just heading towards somewhere, right, and right. I didn't even know if I was heading to the right. Um, place or not so mm. all of that was you know a part of the whole experience yep. like me feeling a little scared and me feeling not sure of what i'm doing was you know yep. the right. beauty of the experience there is a sense of uncertainty the whole time you're playing through the game because mm-hmm. you don't really know what you're doing right yeah, yeah the whole game is, is momentum too i mean it's basically it, it reminded me a lot i've mentioned this on twitter before but to me this game was like do any of you guys ever play passage Uh, yeah, actually, no. Passage is this sort of 2D little pixel um, app on. I think it started out as an indie game, right? But it's on iPhone anyway. Yeah, now. it was I one of the, the first games I downloaded on my iPhone. And uh, it's just this little simple story of a, a dude who basically starts out. I get you started as a baby. I don't remember. It's basically your journey through life, basically from right. left to right through this like pixel maze. And you can kind of you you meet a woman along the way, and you grow old. And it's like it's a really moving thing for like something that is. just like a little 2D screen that goes left to right. It really moves you and gets you thinking. And in a sense, Journey is like that on a much grander scale. Like Mm. it's a game that makes you think. It's a game that makes you, you know, like Hiroko said, you don't really know if what you're doing is good or bad. Even by the end, you don't really know. You don't exactly know what you did in some sense. Like like you don't know if you did it right or like, you know, Mm. maybe you don't know if there was a way to, you know, do it better. Like, but it was, yeah, just the, I don't know. Like I could say, generally say it was a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was really nice. It's fun talking about it yeah. too. I mean, we won't get into the spoilers here, but like, you know, when we're talking amongst ourselves, we like, you know, what did you do at this part? Or how did this right. go for you? And it mm-hmm. generally went different for different people. Right. We all had like, oh, kind really? of our own experiences. Oh, I, I got to talk with you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, just to talk about one thing vaguely, but sort of specifically. Uh, the, the, be careful, I don't know. I, I'm be careful. I really don't want to spoil yeah, it. I'm not going to spoil because... anything. You guys just trust me. All right. <laughs> the third stage was amazing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I maybe that, maybe yes. one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a video game. Well, yes. there's and there's a there's at least one or two parts during the during the journey where I was like, this is the most incredible looking thing I've ever yeah, seen on right. my 55 inch HD 1080p TV. Yeah. Like it was like you just ridiculous. Have to say that. Yeah. Well, the point though is the you point though is like your si- the size of your TV. Well, the point is that my TV is already amazing, but this made it like 10 <laughs> times more amazing. It was like so. I hope you didn't hurt your neck. Right, no, because no. it's room like is it, too small. Yeah, for it's, that it's movie. like it's like five feet in front of your face. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, no, like I, um, this game kind of proved to me that you know this gen of systems, this this generation of systems, still has a lot we can do. Like, right, we don't have to go to next gen. We just got to be more creative. Totally, right. be more creative, exactly. and they can yeah, we, yeah. they can be smaller experiences yeah. too. Uh-huh. We don't have to. do these, you know, 100-hour, 200-hour games yeah. to get a full experience. Right. No, there's several arguments for this, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I forget who, was it Ueda-san? Somebody yeah, was Ueda tweeting about tweeted how... Yeah, Ueda tweeted about it. He did. How, like, you know, it's... You're, you're, the $15 you're spending for this two hours or whatever is, mm-hmm. like, still... Even though it's... it's you, what did he say? Like, don't think of it in terms of, like, dollar... He was talking... It's not, like, per- cost... It's not like cost effectiveness. It's it's getting the experience. It's more or like what you like get that. out of that, you know, yeah, and, and you get a lot out of it. I think. Right. And yeah, the thing I liked about it is, well, you know, not um, only what you see and all that, but right. what you feel through right. the game. Yeah. And so it makes like it's working on you uh, in a, like a psychological. Mm-hmm. way so um it's not just the the effects that you see right. or the action that you make yeah. it's um how you feel um throughout the whole game and the, the, i was like 
really happy mm. like to have that game like control yeah. my emotions right. yeah. the, yeah. ga- the game ends in like an hour and a half but it stays with you for <laughs> yeah. days it's it took a, me it like took, three hours yeah, yeah. But I, I took my time though i yeah. like to explore yeah i, I have a question yeah. okay did you guys cry <laughs> i didn't cry no. teary, teary eyes i got teary eyed as the the final credits were rolling and the, and the ending theme was playing mm. i i did mm, get teary mm, i admit it did you cry yeah well i my well i got teary eyes like right don't yeah at the beginning when i started playing the oh. game because it was just really like, yeah i was yeah. overwhelmed mm. but then you know towards the end and, and one of the ways the game actually sort of controls your emotions is the game is so perfect perfectly orchestrated that when you reach one of the grand vistas in the game or when you you're just about to like crest a dune or something the music just pumps in right then right. and there to just right. grab you and it won't let you go yeah <laughs> i think um i again this is something else i've been talking about too but i think one of the really important things about this um actually i think we talked about it a little bit with mark way back in the day when we played the beta maybe but is that um There's no dialogue, and that is the best thing ever. It's, like, yeah. it's incredible. It says a guy who basically like kind of makes his living off of things with lots <laughs> yeah, of dialogue. But yeah. um, I just I love because let's face it, like eight four out of five video game stories are crap, and the dialogue is 4. usually crap. Five. And so <laughs> you know, I think stories can be way more powerful and you know moving when they don't have dialogue and they leave the sort of thought and the everything to your imagination. Right. There's no dialogue. There's no hints. Right. This is like basic. I mean, the hints are natural in the sense uh-huh. that you right. look in the distance and you see something, and or something flickers, or the whatever. The game is yeah. really good and at you pointing go you in the direction it you was, need to be yeah. in, right. and, and not in a very natural it, way. Yeah, yeah, doing it naturally. It's not in your face. Right. You know what other game did that? The first Zelda, and I feel like this yeah. game is like sort of this. This is what I want. Well, not all of this, but there are definitely aspects of this game that I want from a modern Zelda game, which is just like, I don't want to talk to all these freaky characters and everything, and I don't <laughs> want to be, I don't want my hand held anywhere. I just want to be dropped into the world yeah. and guided in a, in a direction, and let me explore, and let me go at my own pace, and I think that Journey did that amazingly. Right. Um, you know, um, I don't know if you looked at the credits too uh, carefully, but um, a lot of people from the localization division was listed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was wondering what kind of localization, because, you know, basically... The like, title. You gotta, the title. Yeah, the you title gotta translate the um, manual and stuff like that. You gotta translate the word move to tell you how to move yeah. the control <laughs> in like 14 different languages <laughs> or something. But do you think that's, that's only it? Is the game itself like... Exactly the same, well, like the I, character, the color, I, the well, colors of the character. Oh, yeah. No, I think all that's the same. I mean, if you, there's a lot more that goes into game development than just mm-hmm. the game itself, right? I mean, they've got the manual. They've got the that's packaging. True. They've yeah, got yeah, the marketing I, I and all that they've stuff. They've got the description uh, <laughs> on PlayStation Network. Right. Yeah, I work at this game for a uh, localization <laughs> firm saying. called 8 Force. Yeah. I understand those things. But, I, yeah, I'm, I was wondering because the whole team was listed right, right. Um, in the credits. So well, I was to, wondering. To be know. honest, though, some games like do that. Like, you'll play a game and it'll list like 5,000 people and you know like only like 200 of them actually made the game so right. I, I don't know not to discredit the localization games or anything I'm just saying but um but the Japanese title's nice the yeah, Japanese yeah. title of the game is Kaze no Tabebito and uh-huh. it's kind of stylishly written the um which, like which translates literally to like Travelers on tra- wind, travelers is what it really literally is. It's like travelers on the wind, or yeah. travelers in the sense of like people who are going on a journey. Yeah. It's like right. a good name. It's simple and it's simple and it it's. Striking. It sounds like a Ghibli mm-hmm. movie or something. Yeah. And it, 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 it infers multiple people, which I thought was interesting. It does. It does. Whereas the US, the English title doesn't really necessarily, but yeah. the Japanese mm-hmm. title is is plural. Yeah, it's right. Travelers on the wind, and that was a big aspect of the game too. Did you did you play with a lot of at the end of the game? How many players did you play with? Do you know? Um, I think there was um, maybe 
like 10 players. Really? Like, yeah, there was a bunch. Oh, wow. You, yeah. I guess you got an achievement for that. I guess so. Yeah, yeah I think I did. Yeah. You know, like one of them had a badass um, costume, like his... Oh, well, there is a, there is a special a costume special you get with a, a a certain achievement. I, I, yeah. I've been trying for that achievement. I haven't gotten it yet. But. Really? Yeah, I, was I saw jealous. Tim Schafer tweeting about that. Like he, he bumped into one in his game and he's freaking out. Yeah. Like I saw one of these. <laughs> one of those. Yeah, one I haven't those. seen one yet, but I, I've never seen one. But Johnny, we, are, we know uh, someone who has it. One of our yeah, one of our intern um, card uh, card collectors. Uh, told us uh he, he got it on his <laughs> right. So. right and uh, another thing i i was i kept thinking was that as i was playing the game i wanted to take a picture a screenshot and sh- um, uh, share it with people because dude, it was that so been a beautiful. good feature every yeah. every 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 minute of this game every <laughs> every, 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 every 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 minute of this game is a screenshot yes, yes. Mm-hmm. anywhere you go there is no bad angle mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah and i thought that was i was very very impressed by that <laughs> yeah <laughs> It'd be very, nice to come back and talk about this game again in like a year when it is okay to spoil and just right. talk a little more about right. that kind of. There are little inner workings about it that I'm really, you know, curious to chat about. But, I wonder um, how many times we will end up playing that game. I, I've already played through it twice, and I, I intend to play it again. Yeah, yeah I want to play it. again. I'll play too. it again, but I'm I'm sort of I. This happens to me sometimes when I play really moving games, but like once I've gone through it once, now I just sort of like digest for like a month. Yeah, and then I, I'll go I back don't want to wanna play it again immediately. Mm-hmm. I want it to mm-hmm. reminded me a little bit of Eco. Like in a sense, it's like Eco and Passage, the game I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, like yeah. mixed into one. Anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. so uh, we're over an hour here. We haven't done any news, but it's not like no, but anybody does anybody really care about news? Uh, I care. Uh, a bunch of babies are complaining about the Mass Effect <laughs> ending. Oh, are, and, we, are we taking that stance? Are we on the? Uh, well, you know what? Okay, the word um, entitled has been thrown around the internet yes. like fifty times. This like, week. Yes. listen, if if something you love has a bad ending. Then just leave it at that. And by the way, we're not saying Mass Effect 3's ending is bad, per se. Right. We're I, just I, saying if if you think it's a bad ending. I don't play the Mass Effect games. I actually watched the ending, and I had no idea what anybody was talking about. <laughs> um, so maybe that's that's part of why I was bad. Why, I, why don't we, you know, step up, take a step back and explain what we're talking sure. about? Sure. So um, for those who live on another planet, one maybe that's on Mass Effect. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, clever, uh, clever. Mass Effect Three came out, and people beat the game and were just really unhappy about the ending. So much really? so that they petitioned uh, Bioware, the creators of the game, to change the ending. What? And which um, is ridiculous. Wow! It looks like they might. Yeah, they um, put out a statement yesterday. Ray Muzaika, I think that's how you pronounce this game. I just uh, call him Ray M. <laughs> Ray M. Dr. Ray. Uh, Dr. Ray, the one of the two top guys mm-hmm. at uh, BioWare, um, said that they are hard at work at a number of uh, game content initiatives that will help answer the questions, providing more clarity for those seeking further closure to their journey, meaning mm-hmm. that they will kind of expound on what happened at the but end. It's a trilogy, so they're not supposed to do anything extra, right? Well, they they promised <laughs> DLC that kind of ex- ex- expands the universe, but this mm-hmm. they the, this is announcement basically says that they're and this is the first time they've ever said this is that they're working specifically on the ending itself. Right. Hiroko, mm-hmm. didn't you do some? Well, you did some Mass Effect related yeah, stuff, right? You did yeah, some like, interpreting and interviews, interviews and stuff in Japan. Mm. So he goes on to say, we're working hard to maintain the right balance between artistic integrity of uh, the artistic integrity of the original story while addressing the fan feedback we've received. 
Um, yeah. See, that's yeah. that just irritates me. You know what? If if you have a vision for your game and you want to keep your artistic integrity, then you don't listen to griefers on the internet. Yeah, I think but, you got to stick to your vision right. for but better but or for worse. Bioware, well, this is what I learned through my um, interpret interpretation. But you know, they uh, they listen really close to their fans and they listen, they take in the feedbacks, and that's how they've been creating the games. So I think that's why you know they they're concerned about right. what people. Yeah, and they mentioned that a lot. And I mean, the letter that he wrote was you know very. I mean, there wasn't anything. It, it was nicely said, I guess. He put it in as best a way as you could, but I just don't think it was necessary personally. It's like yeah. mm-hmm. I think they probably started to crack under all the pressure and like they probably thought this was a bigger deal than it really is Mm. and it's not i am i am a huge uh i'm huge into fan participation i think the fans like i I, you know i used to be a moderator on gaff i think community organizing and all that stuff is like super fucking fundamental for (laughs) how games are being made fucking fundamental people Uh, (laughs) Here on out, but I think this is too much. Yeah. You, you know, you don't go up to that, like, you know, fucking uh, guy who directed, uh, uh, um, I, I don't know. Don't say Star Wars because that's one where yeah, I might disagree with you. But <laughs> we'll, we'll take that one out. But you don't, you don't, you don't go up to uh, uh, the, the guy, creators of Journey, the creators of Journey, and be like, hey man, that ending sucked. Why don't you make him like fly out into the the space and blow up planets and stuff? Like it's just you know let the creator have his vision, and if his vision doesn't live up to yours, then just deal with it. Yeah, it's not your place to say what it should or should not have been. And on the other hand, we don't actually know for sure what they're doing. Like people are assuming they're going to change. Well, they're not going to change the ending, but it sounds like they're going to flesh it out a little bit or maybe like explain some stuff that wasn't explained. And and maybe that was their plan all along. That's it very well could have been because they were going to have DLC. It it doesn't doesn't sound like it from that letter though. It sounds like this is something they actively decided to change after, you know, hearing all the feedback Uh, and they talk about positive feedback and then destructive feedback. But you know, to me, this just sounds like getting chickening out and sort of, you know, Taking an about face, which and is on the, crap. on the topic of Star Wars, it's like yeah, George Lucas fucked that shit up. Yes, <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry. Last podcast, apparently, I, I I sweared way too much. I'm channeling Mark here, but who told you that? Uh, someone on our website actually. Oh, yeah. um, but George Lucas messed up Star Wars, and and in my eyes, messed up Star Wars just in general and yes. our, our childhoods. And yes. like I've moved on. I don't care now. Right. Star Wars, whatever. It's dead to me. It's yes. dead to me. I you know just he deal with saint. it. Just deal with it. Yeah. Yoko, you were going to say something? Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> uh, yeah, people should just, you know, um, look forward to the, the next game mm. that they're going to be releasing. Right. Because, yeah. you know, this trilogy is going to end, but the Mass Effect world is a uh, deep, deep world. She's <laughs> <laughs> like practicing the lines yes. that she had to like. Right, it's that, a universe. It's a universe. So, you know, they're going to have like more stories coming out in the future. So they sure. should just, what the heck is going on? Wow, we just had like my a, phone just went on. Sorry, DJ. Right, <laughs> intermission. Yeah. Um, uh, well, you want to do a couple more? Uh, well, yeah. Let's yes. see. I mean, there's. First of all, we said this in the beginning, but we're actually we're doing a short podcast here because people are sick. Mark is out. Yeah. We actually might have some cool news uh, next episode. We were thinking we would do it this week, but um, one more. Give us one more episode. We've got some yeah. cool stuff happening here. Very cool. Um, yes, you will pee your pants. M- maybe not that maybe much. Not. <laughs> um, JJ might. There's I'm, a couple of news bits I wanted to talk about. Um, you're holding one right now, yes. which is it seems to be a sort of suggestion or rumor that our favorite Dark Souls may be coming to PC. Yeah, I mean, this is like. 
pretty much confirmed. Well, it was on the back of a some Australian magazine or PC something. PC right? Power Play was the name of the magazine. I don't trust any 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 game magazine that's that's from those, from the PAL those. market. <laughs> yeah, they do a lot of stuff like that, and they like pull the rug out from under you when you get there. So let's right. wait and see. Well, yeah. So are you uh, gonna hold on um, buying a new PC? Uh, no, I'm buying a new PC for <laughs> Fantasy Star Online 2 anyway, so this is just right. like and Diablo, right? And what, what we're Diablo, yeah, but more Fantasy Star Online. 2. What we're talking really? about? I like Jap- I like Japanese games. I'm Dark surprised. Souls for PC because the uh, Namco Bandai just started up a new Facebook page where they're fishing for likes, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> depending on how many likes they get, they're going to reveal a secret that's hidden behind some sort of brick wall, um, and. Gabe Newell's face. Gabe's, yeah, Gabe <laughs> Newell's face. Most most people believe that this will be uh, Dark Souls for Steam, which we all know. Um, I think even mentioned on this podcast that there has been like a petition um, that started right. to get the game ported to PC because people want to play it at a solid. Oh, it makes total for a sense. Yeah. It makes total mm. sense. If you're from software, you'd be crazy not to. You'd yeah. be crazy not to. So and we should all just go to Ben and Emco's website and like the page so we can find out. I did yes. it. I guess so, yeah. And maybe we'll, maybe it'll end up being like a piece of crappy dog art like that time on Capcom. Remember that? Uh, they were like, we're going to give you some exclusive Resident Evil right. or something or other if you like our page. O- only Alex was satisfied. <laughs> we should get Alex on next time because uh, Operation Raccoon City just came out oh, and he's right. playing it. His oper- Did you call it his Operation Raccoon City? No, I didn't say his operation. <laughs> Well, it is his in a way. I went, I, I, I went to Alex's apartment uh, a couple weeks ago after our intern. Did David. you see the bunk bed? <laughs> yeah, no, he took down the bunk bed, but it just kind of reminded me of like a scene from Resident Evil. Were there like Resident Evil like posters? Well, no, it's just like the apartment's like really old and like Dark. the lights are a little <laughs> really? blinky. Yeah. They're like swinging back and forth when yeah. you walk in. And oh, Alex God. is in there. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, was there anything else, John? Uh, Diablo uh, 3 is coming out. Yeah, yeah Diablo 3 has a release date that's May 15th, May 15th. right? Um, not. Uh, let's see Shenmue 1 and 2 HD who cares not me I do um, level 5 is making a bunch of Grease stuff who cares not me uh. um, no it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of news to talk about um, yeah and like I said we came in here totally unprepared what is this helmet oh this is uh, there was a patent by Microsoft <laughs> apparently for some sort of helmet <laughs> that you can use for uh, gaming applications or aviation. It looks like <laughs> one or the other. Um, it looks like chips for it looks like the, It looks like Punch like the kind of helmet you would uh, wear to keep the scanners from blowing your brain up or something like that. And it's got like 3D goggles that sit on your eyeballs. It just... It looks like your worst nightmare <laughs> in patent form. Um, so all we have to do is bring that into Alex's apartment and we have... Right, the could, scariest movie you can ever. See, you can see through the to the eighth dimension. Um, Phil Harrison's joining Microsoft. Yeah, that was surprising. Um, you know, I mean, his time at Sony was really impressive, but I still don't really know how much of that was him and how much of that was just the people he was surrounded with. Sony was pretty amazing during yeah. those days. Um, let's see, uh, Nomura. Uh, I don't know if he's actually being honest about what he's saying here, but uh, Nomura was like, I really want to tell everybody about Versus 13, but I can't because the <laughs> men behind the scenes are telling me I can't due to, quote unquote, totally unrelated issues. What does that even mean? Yeah, this doesn't mean anything. I don't know. But then again, nobody knows what Nomura says I think, anyway, I, Yeah, so. <laughs> I think Nomura is just saying that it just like, you know, to appease fans because maybe he doesn't have anything to announce. I heard he only works at night. Yeah. He's like a vampire. <laughs> he's he a only comes into the office at night. He that doesn't expl- want to be bothered. That explains all the goofy words he makes up. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, 
Hiroko, uh, you guys handed off our the our Vita winner. His Vita <laughs> at uh, GDC Hat would be happy. Did he have a big smile so, on his face? Well, you know what? I saw him tweeting and like from a park, like with his Vita. Yeah. He did say thanks to Eight Four awesome. yeah, on Twitter, which was so the thing is decent. I don't know if we're supposed to say this, but um, <laughs> me and Mark, both of us, forgot to bring the Vita <laughs> yeah. from Japan. So actually Shibam 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 received a US Vita. Right. <laughs> and the Japanese Vita is actually right, right behind you here. Right behind me, right here. Right. Yeah. And so, well, basically, well, he got the Vita that I was supposed to get. Right, you decided to buy one. Mm-hmm. For, for why was it? Was it Luminous? Or no, for Luminous and Gravity Rush. Ah, right, okay. Yes. And and Sounds yeah. Shape. Right, which you played, right? Which I played. So a bunch of our friends are involved with Yeah, really which good. was awesome. And they have, like... Awesome news that, you know, everybody's going to be psyched about. So, yeah. yeah cool. But anyway, so... Um, so we, your Vita's right there. Why don't you just take it? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. She's still on the fence, huh? <sighs> it's no, funny no, because, no. like, we're sitting here in the office and I see an email from Shiva and he's like, hey, so where are we going to meet? And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I need to forward this over to the guys. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> Like, I don't even know why I looked, but I looked mm-hmm. over to where like, we <laughs> podcast did? and I saw this blue Vita bag and I'm uh-huh. like, no way. <laughs> and I walk over and there's a Vita in there and I'm like, uh-huh. hey guys, Shiva wants to know where uh, you need to meet up. Oh, by the way, I think you guys forgot. <laughs> yeah, I, we already knew okay. that, uh, by that time. Were you hoping we wouldn't notice? Yeah. No. Well, we were At what just, point did you figure it out? I think I was... Um, so... Did I leave before Mark? Yes. I yes. left one day before Mark. No, right? one, like one hour. One hour before Mark. So maybe this was this happened when I was um, heading towards the airport. Oh, okay. But I was like, oh, too crap, I forgot. Back. And then I looked at my um, iPhone and it was too late for, you know, Mark to um, bring it too. So I was like, okay. Yeah, Mark actually <laughs> came gonna, to the office that morning. He did. <laughs> he, did. <laughs> he did. He's like, a, and before he left, he's like, am I forgetting anything? Am I forgetting anything? Got this, that, this. And, I'm just, and I look at him, I'm like, nope, yeah, I think you got everything. <laughs> he just, it's not my fault. But he just leaves and then It's partly later. your fault. That's well, hilarious. you encouraged him. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so anyways. Uh, we should wrap this so up. So let's wrap it up. By the um, way, uh, congrats to our friends at Giant Bomb. And oh, GameSpot, yeah. oh, yes. who yeah. just, so GameSpot sort Return of... Return of the Mac. Yeah, took over uh, Giant Bomb this past week. Um, how have the fans been reacting? I haven't been following that. Are they are the, I they think happy? people are pretty pumped about it. Yeah. I mean, it's so much that like they feel like probably Giant Bomb is coming to take over and make GameSpot good. <laughs> that would be awesome, yeah. yeah. I mean, I you know, we're all big fans of the Giant Bomb guys, but I mean, um, I'm also a big fan of John Davison, who was yeah. my former boss who runs GameSpot, and... Mm-hmm. That guy made GamePro good, so he could fix anything. Because GamePro was broke as all hell before he got right. there. Uh, he's a and so, yeah, he's a fixer upper, and I think you know bringing these guys back into the fold is definitely a good sign. So props to them. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Like I was not expecting that. Like I before the announcement, John was like, "I got a secret. <laughs> I can't <laughs> tell you about it." And like I'm just you sitting always there. do that. No, no, no. That's he yeah. makes me sound bad. It didn't happen that way at all. What happened was you weren't supposed he just heard to me, even say that. No, no, no. He just heard secret. me go, "Oh crap!" And then like I kept reading, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I can't talk about it." Right. Yeah. Know, that was, like, I was like at the he end. He said, of, "Oh crap!" And I'm like, "Oh, what? What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> and then he's like, "Secret." And then for like the next week, <laughs> God. maybe even the next two weeks, because apparently oh, it took a while for the announcement to come out. But like I was like, "Oh, is it this?" 
Oh, it's got to be like a gay, like a square is going to buy THQ. <laughs> yeah, where, where did that come He's from? He's been talking about this forever. Do you have some insider info on No, this, just, this, this, a dream this came from a discussion me and my friend David had about like, you know, <laughs> who could possibly buy THQ and also this like unrelated uh, s- stuff that was holding Nomura back. Could it possibly be a big <laughs> buyout <laughs> of THQ purchase? Wow. You know what? All this is when you're talking th- about. I'm going to say they are dangerous <laughs> when he thinks too much. They are looking for buyers, so it is possible. And they ha- sure. they did buy Eidos in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay. anyways, and so like I'm like concocting all these crazy ideas of what it could be, <laughs> and then when it's finally announced, I was actually genuinely genuinely surprised. Like this is that was actually really huge news because you know at the same day. I pour one out for our friends at One Up, Ryan. That's right. Ex, yes. Uh, well, he used to work for us as a freelancer. Ryan Winterhalter and uh, Scooter, Scooter and uh, Matt Leone, three right. uh, yeah. real good friends of the show. Which, actually. like, I, you know, Scooter, he's been in and out of One Up uh, from time to time. I'm not saying like I'm surprised he, got, uh, I'm not surprised he got fired, but you know, he's he's a he's a floater. But Matt he, Leone has been there for a while. Well, at One Up, yeah, but Scooter yeah. Scooter's been at Ziff since like CGW. Like he's. Well, right. a, old school he was there i think he was working there when he was like nine or something he i remember he went there he was like super young i just never thought matt would like it would I know. it would take one up to die for matt leone to he's not the, he work was the pillar he was yeah. the pillar yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that's sad for our friends that one right up, but, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sure they'll all land on their feet oh, they're yeah. all mm-hmm. talented dudes so right uh and they should come visit while they have free time yeah yes. come hang totally. with us come on the podcast Hanami. that's right yeah. yes I We're only a couple weeks away from cherry blossoms here in beautiful. Yep. And I've got the uh, the pre okay to bring Pepper Haruki yeah. to. Awesome. Nice. And you, you called him you called Pepper. Him Pepper. First, yes. well, I know you guys, you, you guys would just correct me anyways. Okay, Pepper Epperson <laughs> is right. JJ's I still lovely met son. Well, yeah, you, you'll, you'll probably get to meet him. Awesome. Which is going to be fun. Are you coming uh-huh. alone or are you bringing the wife? No, she'll be, she'll be, the, she has to come. I, I see. Mm-hmm. So. He's not allowed, you're not allowed to take him out. Well, it's just, you know, <laughs> feeding reasons. He, sure, she has sure. To <laughs> so, All right. anyways, uh, John, you want to close this out? Yeah, so uh, as always, um, you know, we really appreciate the feedback. We like it. We read it all. We've been trying to retweet more lately. We've been using our account. So yeah. um, come follow us on Twitter at 84play. Um, tell us what you think of the show. Thanks to everybody. A lot of people actually bought Tales of Graces after yeah, we yes. mentioned it. I'm super oh, really? happy about that. Um, I hear it was like a really huge success, actually. Well, I don't, I don't, I've heard that too, but I, I actually heard, I haven't confirmed I it. I heard so. the number 200K being I, I don't out. know. I, that sounds too good to be true, but I mean, I hope it did maybe, sell maybe really it is, good. Maybe it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if it did, of course, it's because we mentioned it on the podcast. Right. Yeah, exactly. it's because of all and of also you guys. we worked on it. <laughs> <laughs> right, of course. Like, <laughs> I, I think uh, I was going to, if you, we had a news thing here about GDC having grown and we didn't actually end up talking about it, but I was going to say, like, part of the quote in the the reason GDC grew 17% or whatever it is is because we interpreted the Japanese right, yep. of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> is responsible for everything. If you listen to this podcast, we, we basically take credit for everything. We are the shadow that <laughs> Whatever works. we touch, it's us. Yeah, yeah. As long as we it's good. It. If it's crap, if, if we have nothing to do with it. If something good happens to us, if it's bad, then, well, it was one of those other podcasts. <laughs> right, yeah. of course. So, uh, anyway, uh, Twitter, yeah, 84Play. Uh, I am personally John TV. Um, Hiroko84. S-P-R-S-K. Brendan. Brendan Beyond. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on our website, 8-4.jp. Uh, also on NeoGAF, there's always a thread there. Mm-hmm. We love those guys. Uh, one up. And that's all I'll say for now. But maybe yes. we'll have something to talk about next Did time. Did you put up new pictures on Facebook? Uh, not yet. Actually, Facebook won't let me do it. Like, I tried to put up more pictures and they're like, no. One thing yeah. we're going to do soon, and I, I here I go, people know that we make promises and then don't 
carry through on them for like a year. So this yes. doesn't really mean a whole lot, yes. but we are going to start putting up um, stuff, more stuff on the Facebook page, like mm. uh, like the games we worked on, pictures yes. of the games we worked on. Maybe we'll talk about them a little bit, just get right. a little people people more familiar with some of the stuff we do besides run our yaps. We should have character bios of everybody who works here. Sure, you can write sure. those up. But that's yeah. your, your no, no, job. No, 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 no. Let's ask somebody else to do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it nice. Yes. <laughs> Okay, it's time to go. We'll be back in two weeks. Uh, hopefully by then Mark will be cured of his uh, GDC pox and we will maybe have some news and we'll talk about some cool stuff. Until then. Bye-bye. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. That's yeah. fine. All right. <laughs>